SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. From Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. You were supposed to take home all these gold medals, but you're taking home silver and bronze. Given everything that happened, how do you feel about that? I'm not mad at all. I'm very proud of the girls, all of them. Um, I'm going home in one piece, which I was a little bit nervous about. Um, so I'm not mad. It's not how I wanted it to go, but I think we've opened bigger doors and bigger conversations. Uh, there you go, Simone Biles talking about her Olympic experience. Gets a bronze medal on the balance beam. Changed her routine where I think she just did double backflips, but nothing twisting in nature, which was the problem she had that called the yips gymnastic yips the twisties where as high as she is spinning in the air loses her frame of reference and can you know come down and really hurt herself but clearly you think the face of the games on the way in and the way that thing all went down but she does get a bronze medal walking out the door I, I don't think in any way, shape, or form, it takes away from she's the greatest gymnast of all time, the things she's done, the innovation. Um, sad way, for honestly, for it to end, that she's 24 years old and all these kids are kids. You know, they're all teenagers, they're 16, 70. She's 24 and invested, was ready to go last year, and then says, I... Don't want to, but she did invest in another full year where she's she's hanging around with, with little little kids, to be honest with you, for, and she's 24. But, hey, she got a medal walking out the door. That's how it goes. Brian Blessing and Stevie Slapshot, glad to be with you. Chris Pavone is our producer back in New York. I watched something yesterday. It's pretty unbelievable. They've added some new wacko sports. In the Olympics. And I love the goofy stuff. I get into it. Marathon open water swimming. Okay. In Tokyo Bay. It was like a two-hour. It's like, okay, you guys, go swim the English Channel. You know, it's nuts. Uh, you know, two hours, and it, literally there's a pack of seven of them that were vying for the medals with, you know, 500 yards to go. But I mean, you're swimming in like marathon runners, Stevie. They're handing them like metabol or what do you call it? You know, water bottles, yeah. nutrients, and they're they're feeding themselves while they're swimming. It's like swim, turn, drink, <laughs> swim, turn. I'm like, I was more impressed by the fact that they could feed themselves while still swimming in the water. That, that would impress me as well. You, you, you have to get that synchronized. I'm not sure that I could do that. 
I, I always liked the one where they, I know this is Winter Olympics, where, where they went skiing for a while, and then they would lay down and shoot at targets. Oh, biathlon's great. Uh, and I then they it. would get up and ski some more. Well, that's a, that's been around forever. I know, but I've, I, just, I love that. It's fascinating. <laughs> well, the, the, the biathlon. I think I, they, should have, they should stop at a stove and cook like scrambled eggs or something, too. Well, you want to make it really interesting? Yeah. You know. They stop at a nitroglycerin factory. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear a loud noise, he, that guy loses. He's out. Well, I've, I've always had big jagged blades on the ice sticking up would promote the greatest figure skating of all time. That would. I mean, you're motivated to sure. be really, really good. Yeah. I mean, severe penalty if you, you know. Severe. If you're. Would not be arable. If your triple Lutz turns into a two and a half Lutz. <laughs> well, that would make it a Lutz, all right. <laughs> all right, we got good stuff today. Jeff Sherman's going to join us from the Superbook. Back on the beam with golf. Uh, yeah. After the Olympic golf, we have the WGC event in Memphis, which next year will actually be the first of the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, they changed a big announcement from the PGA today. But then the FedEx Cup playoffs are coming, and the Ryder Cup's coming. So we'll be talking uh, some golf with Jeff Sherman over at the Superbook at the Westgate, plus the Super Contest uh, historic, what do you call it, legendary football contest taking entries, and Super Contest weekend's coming up in a few short weeks. So a little football talk there. And then, Stevie, we will get to our number two, College conference previews that we do on Wednesdays with our buddy Mark Lawrence from PlaybookSports.com. Today we're doing the Mountain West. I love the I love the conference previews because I'm telling you, there's nuggets in there you can find that you can use. Absolutely are there. Absolutely are, and and the, the Mountain West. I'm sure that the Mark will have a couple of those for us. A couple of coaches or a couple of trends that you can make some money with this football season. Hey, by the way, it's radio. There may come a day when there's a TV wing of this thing. I hope not. Yeah, I'm kind of go where we are to. Stevie came in rocking a new hairdo. I tried something today, different. and I'm like, "Were you impressed that I noticed?" I'm shocked, actually. I, I, I well, I'm an observant person. It's my job. Well, it's it, it's fine. I I would have rather you know some attractive young lady had noticed. But well, that's what I said to you. I said you actually look like you have a shot. <laughs> and the mask helps, <laughs> but the hair yeah. looks good. Yeah. Eh, thanks. I, I tried I, something. It's nice to know it kind of worked. You get a little foo foo thing going there. I do have a foo foo thing. It works. It's a good look. Yeah. Thank you. You know, you had that Paris Island look going there for the better part of five years. <laughs> guy's got hair. All right, we're coming back. Jeff Sherman's going to join us. Keep it right here, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Back, 
Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. On a Wednesday, rocking and rolling here. We're ready to go, and we're excited when Jeff Sherman, who is, and I, and I don't say this lightly, one of the big, busiest guys in this industry, uh, Jay Cornegay, his team over at the Superbook at the Westgate, and Jeff, one of his right-hand men, and is knee-deep on so many sports. Are there enough hours in the day for you, Jeff, especially with football coming? No, I could use 25 a day. <laughs> That'll work. That'll Anything work. else way, would be a help. By the way, in the commercial break, you just I never thought of it this way, but it's true. I asked you how your lovely daughter is. you got a young one. At Baby Golf Odds on Twitter, if you want to follow her on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But I said, how's the little one doing? And you said... Yeah, she's basically repeating everything we say. I never thought of it, but children are like parrots. Yeah, that's what that's a, what she's going through right now. And, uh, you know, just last night I was uh, upstairs working on the computer, and I said, I need a second. got to get some work. And she said, work, work. So, I mean, it's everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool. All right, so we get the Super Contest is coming up. The format has changed, I think, Really, really smart where there are contests inside the contest that people that maybe get off to a slow start still highly motivated their level of interest and the opportunity to win throughout the course of the season is a really good thing. And the price of pokers come down a little bit. And we have Super Contest Weekend, August 27th and 28th. We'll be doing Vegas Sportsbook Radio out there uh, that day on Friday the 27th. We're looking forward to that. How are the entries going, Jeff? They're starting to pick up some steam. It's starting, and, uh, you know, we always see uh, the last rush this next month. You know, August is really busy, and we start to see a lot more. We're sitting at 309 right now for the, the Classic, 13 for the Gold, and 27 for the Reboot. But, uh, you know, a majority of it all comes in, especially the last two weeks leading up to it. Is there any, do, you, do you figure on any more entries this year coming out of the pandemic when, you know, guys weren't able to wager as much as normal? Or do they really have the fever this year? And do you expect a few more entries this year because of that? Well, we expect more this year just because people are, they can fly in this year where last year you just didn't see that. So, you know, it's not going to be what we were two years ago, obviously, just what we've gone through these last two years. But um, at least this year, People are uh, more inclined to, uh, to to fly into town than they did last year. How about the work you got to do through training camp, Jeff? We're watching the situation with the Colts. You know, Carson Wentz. Now, Philip Rivers supposedly is out in the ozone layer. Is somebody that uh, I don't know if that's him throwing that little flare into the sky. Hey, I'm here. Give me a call. Uh, I see, you know, the Colts regular season wins. You can't have them on the board. But it's amazing how one injury like that really does have tentacles and reach out to other teams as well. It does. And, you know, it's not just uh, the Wentz injury. It's Nelson, too, on the offensive line. That really compounded. He's got the same injury. So we've adjusted the week one number where the Colts were laying three at home to Seattle. And now we're up to Seattle minus three and a half based on that. And uh, we'll get all the other uh, options up this weekend. After We're just giving it a couple days to see if maybe they do uh, trade or sign a, a backup that would be a more likely starter. But we'll get the season win back up. We'll get weeks 2 through 18 back up. Uh, but it has affected the Titans, too, because basically we just flipped their title odds and their conference odds. And 
we had uh, Indy at twenty-five to one, and the and the Titans at forty, and we just flipped the two around. So you're going to have the Titans as a division favorite now, and and it's going to be reflective all throughout. Yeah, in fact, I was just going to ask you specific to them. If I'm not mistaken, it looks like the the juice attached to the money lines maybe shifted a little bit on their regular season win totals. They're they're at nine and a half. But it seems like uh, it's trending towards the over. Where maybe you're going to pay a little juice on the over if it continues to trend that way. Yeah, well, we were at nine, and we actually took a large wager over nine go. minus twenty, and I went to nine and a half under twenty, and then, like you said, adjusted the juice, and now we're at nine and a half flat. So uh, it, it looks like it's heading that direction. There's momentum that you're going to see the the juice on the over soon. How happy were you? just from the amount of work it would have entailed for you that Rogers shows up and that soap opera's over. I mean, that would have been an ongoing nightmare, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, we were in limbo, and we had numbers up on everything all the way up until finding things out. And, you know, first, uh, you know, we had one of, the, one of uh, someone we respect that shared information and said he was leaning towards retirement, so we adjusted based on that. Uh, and then it came out that, Obviously, that got out there to the Packers, and they, you know, uh, they they changed the stance on Rodgers, or Rodgers changed the stance, and then it led to him playing. So we had to flip everything around and adjust it to him playing. But it was going to come sooner or later, and it came uh, that weekend. And uh, you know, we we made all the adjustments that we needed to make. And uh, you know, it could have been in limbo for a few weeks in the in the training camp, but. I think it would have played out ultimately the same the way that we had to adjust everything. So it is nice to put that aspect behind. But now, you know, we'll, we'll update the Colts numbers. And, you know, hopefully there's uh, less injuries through the preseason because you see even Stafford hit his hand on his throwing hand. Um, and, and he's banged up a bit, but he should be okay. But, you know, all these things that we're going to be dealing with through preseason that can affect uh, some important players on teams. Speaking of preseason, Hall of Fame game tomorrow. Everybody starved for football, so they probably jump in on this one, even though Hall of Fame games can be just grisly. We had seen all week long a Nevada consensus, Pittsburgh one and a half, thirty-three. So obviously starting to bet this thing a little bit. I'm you know, over at the Superbook seeing now you know, Pittsburgh sits as a two point favorite and the total of thirty two and a half. Yeah, that's what we're seeing so far, a sharp play on the Steelers and the under. And the total opened up 34, and we're down to 32.5. So some movement there. And that traditionally has been the case in the Hall of Fame game, first uh, game for these teams. And we've usually seen bets under on that. So the trend continues this year. But uh, Steelers, some sharp money showed up in the last hour on them. For starters, right, you're looking at the players 50 through 93, who are basically playing in that game. Starters, I wouldn't even let them stand on the sidelines afraid of getting run over when a play comes over there. But you're looking at the guys at the back end. But I think it's a broader discussion, Jeff. I really believe this preseason, I could be wrong, but I could see a team starting offense playing three series the entire preseason, you know, with the shortened games. Forget Dallas, Pittsburgh, they got to play an extra game. I just don't understand why why you'd risk losing guys playing an extra regular season game. And I think they learned how to do it a little bit during the pandemic last year. I don't think the starters 
you know, forget dress rehearsal. A team trying to change their fortunes, maybe with a quarterback battle, yes. Other than that, I don't think starters catch hardly a whiff in this preseason. You know, they shouldn't. I, if I was involved, I would take that approach. I mean, they've had enough practice time out there. They know what these guys are about. They don't need to get practice games under their belt for this. All you do is see injuries that affect teams throughout the season. There's enough they got to deal with during the regular season, let alone adding this to it, that I would just have uh, bench players play all three games and, and barely get any time for, for those guys. Like you said, you know, maybe a couple series out, something like that, but nothing major. There's there's no reason for it. These are just excess and um, just opening yourself up to injuries. Jeff Sherman from the Superbook at Golf Odds on Twitter at Superbook NV. Follow all the great things, the cool things they're doing over at the Westgate. Going to stick with us for one more segment. Uh, I do want to talk to Jeff about house rules and on football with the discussion of maybe forfeits are in play and hopefully that does not come to fruition, but something that folks should pay close attention to. And the PGA Tour back up and running a WGC event this week in Memphis. Jeff Sherman's got the lowdown for us when we come back to Vegas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, but Stevie, why do you have your arms over your head? <laughs> Cut me, Mick! <laughs> Horrible impersonation. Yeah. I would do that, but I'd walk up the stairs. <laughs> Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot, Jeff Sherman's joining us from the Superbook over at the Westgate. Hey, Jeff, just on the premise, I think the NFL will be fine. College football, I think, will be way better. I mean, really good. But I could see maybe a problem or two arising in college football, I believe, more so than the NFL. But mm-hmm. for contest sake, regular seasons, win total sake, I mean, you got to let everybody know. Buyer beware here. Know the house rules on how different places are going to deal with this. Yeah, there's a, a multitude of rules involving this. You know, first of all, for football games here at the Superbook, uh, they must be played within eight days of scheduled date. So basically if uh, they postpone a game and threaten forfeit, but they can make it up next week or a few days after, uh, you'd still have action with us on that. Uh, and for the contest, you know, we'd have to just do what the NFL does, basically awarding a, a win or a loss. And a forfeit would be, the loss would be zero and the winner would be a point. Um, but that's based on the NFL ruling on it. You know, college is another beast on its own where, involving the season wins and it goes like this for all season wins involving forfeitures for us if they don't play the scheduled amount of games and and the operative word is play they must play these games and if they don't then the season win ticket's going to be a refund and i know some of the college conferences have already come out and said that some of the games won't be rescheduled they're just going to go right to forfeiture so 
I would expect some teams to have their season win totals nullified by this. Wow. We, we went through it last year. That, that's, just, that, that's just a real headache for the books, isn't it, Jeff? I mean, that's the last thing you guys want to do, right? You want a decision, you know, on each game each day. It just makes it easier. Yeah, and the toughest part is we keep adding to rules, I mean, year after year, and pretty soon, you know, when you have to refer to house rules, it looks like the Declaration of Independence is so long. So it's just it's tough. We just have to keep finding things and adapting to the environment. You know, each year there's some things that are more applicable now than they were last year. So, you know, we just try to be as comprehensive as we can to make things as clear as we can. Hey, I told the story on Monday, the Olympic golf. My wife actually got into it watching it with me. I, I'm assuming... Your lovely bride, Christy, maybe did the same thing. It didn't end till one thirty-seven in the morning. But I'm telling you, I watched that Olympic golf tournament, and we watched the golf, Jeff. You and I are nut bars on a weekly basis, and you got action on it. This was really cool in that, you know, Shoffley was under duress a little bit because Sabatini had gone low. But when you were watching that battle for third, you're going, could this really happen for an hour and a half hour? There could be a six, seven guy playoff for the bronze medal, and that's what happened. the The Olympic golf was really good. Yeah, I, w- I wish I'd have been up to see it at that time of night. You know, I liked it starting at three thirty and going through dinner time for us out here on the West Coast. And you know, but uh, eight nine o'clock, I started shutting her down, and I missed all the <laughs> the highlight part portions of it. So had to catch it the next morning and see that stuff. But uh, I, I always love golf in the nighttime. You know, when they play. The, uh, the Asian swing usually at the end of the year, and I know they haven't done that in the past years. And that's something else that's great to talk about is the CJ Cup's going to be out at the summit out here in Las Vegas. It was at Shadow Creek last year, and we're going to get back to back tournaments in Vegas again this year. Hopefully, spectators can go this time. They couldn't last year, but I'd be really looking forward to see that field at the CJ Cup. Uh, okay. I mean, I will sheepishly say this. I've actually played Summit twice. That place is unbelievable. It is unbelievable. That will be a fun tournament there. Do you think it's fit for spectators? Because that's the problem with Shadow Creek last year. It's not a course that could hold spectators. So I know we had the COVID guidelines, but if they had it at Shadow Creek again this year, they still wouldn't have spectators because of the course. I'm not sure with the Summit. Ooh, uh, I think well, people be strutting around. You can I'm clearly following, but there there's a there's a mix of creeks, some narrow holes, uh, eighteen, par five. There'd be room for bleachers around eighteen. That's the yeah, um, yeah. I think it'd be interesting to try to, you know, put bleachers in there. But I think what do we get from an annual perspective with the uh, Shriners open over at TPC, Jeff? I mean. You know, what are you looking at? Maybe on a, on a, on a busy day over there, 15,000? Yeah, but I think the CJ Cup, you're going to get a lot more if that if we can get out there for it because uh, look at the strength of the field. I mean, this is a, a rare opportunity for Mrs. Golfos to go see her Rory McIlroy play because he did last year, but she couldn't see him. So if, we're, uh, if we can do that and swing it and they allow spectators, we'll definitely be there. I mean, just the strength of the field oh. is, is as solid as it comes. Oh, you know what? It just dawned on me. There ain't no park in there. 
good luck. Good luck. Good luck getting you know, getting shuttles. I should be shuttles. Right. But there, there, there's yeah. no parking around there at all in that entire area. Yeah, that's. I don't know if they they can uh, create a temporary lot or I. I haven't heard anything because I just heard it was announced yesterday or the day before about it coming to Vegas, but I haven't heard anything from spectator information. But um, hopefully that could be the case and everyone can get out and enjoy the quality field. At all. Oh, you, yeah, you'll love it. You'll love it. You know, Colin Morikawa trains out of there, and uh, he's, he put Summit on the map, <laughs> although uh, kind of the people that <laughs> that are members there have put it on the map, but Morikawa does train out of there. This week we get the WGC, the FedEx St. Jude Invitational in Memphis. WGC events are spectacular, best fields in the world competing for big bucks, and the FedEx Cup playoffs are right around the corner. We'll talk about a new announcement the PGA Tours made in that regard. But this event, all the big boys are in play here, Jeff, for the home stretch. Yeah, everybody except Rom, who uh, even before getting COVID and missing the Olympics had said he wasn't going to play in this, so that didn't affect his schedule from that perspective. But, you know, we have Kepka as a 12-to-1 favorite, and that's based on, you know, recent form's been good, but course history here is phenomenal. And the only caveat now is I recently in the last hour it said that he missed the Pro-Am today. Sounds like a knee issue with him again. So I'd be leery. I just took down matchups involving him. So we'll have to see his health this week. But uh, you might be leery supporting him at the short favorite odds of 12-1. to 1. Would you be inclined to fade the guys that competed in Tokyo? Or is there enough time here that they're used to this? Well, yeah, I would. And what I did was when I made the matchups myself, I matched up two guys that played in Tokyo against each other or two guys that didn't play against each other. I didn't cross it up. But one guy, I mean, look at the travel that Patrick Reed's done from the Open Championship to Minnesota, last minute to Tokyo, and back to Memphis. He's got to be absolutely exhausted. So if you can... I mean, he, he's a fade even if it's somebody that played in Tokyo against him, but let alone somebody that hasn't is even a better bet. So I'd be looking to fade the guys from to- that played in Tokyo. Just taking a peek at some of the guys that were in good current form, but that's the thing, you know, when you really they take a two-, three-, four-week powder and you had the Open Championship as well, some new guys could, you know, find the hot hand at the right time with one more tournament than the FedEx Cup playoffs. Honestly, Now's a real good time to be betting the the FedEx Cup. Yeah, and the action's been heating up on it. So we have a couple more weeks, and then here we go. And it's only a three three uh, tournament playoff as it was uh, the last time around. So it, it'll happen quickly. How tough was it for you to make odds this week, Jeff? With you know some of these golfers not having played in in two three weeks, and. You know, other guys maybe who who look good to you in the Olympics, you, you might uh, lower their number a little bit. What, what was it like making the odds this week? Well, you just uh, look at how these guys have been accelerating with their play. Like Colin Morikawa has jumped up near favorite status. He was a favorite last week in Tokyo. Uh, he's right up there on the odds board again this week. So you expect to see him hanging around that area right now. But um, this is a course that I was specific to course history. And mm-hmm. it brought guys like Daniel Berger, Matt Fitzpatrick. Those are two guys I'm on. And I'm dealing Berger at 20 to 1, which in a field like this, you would have expected him to be maybe 35 to 1. But I put a lot, of, a lot of stock in how these guys have played at Memphis. You know, this is not one of the easier courses on tour. You don't get to 20 under. So 
a little bit more challenging iron play. And I went from that perspective about, uh, um, you know, favoring the guys that have played well here. And the PGA Tour announces their schedule for next year. But the one thing they're going to do is make this event, instead of a WGC event, which is very prestigious, they're making it kind of the out of the gate for the FedEx Cup playoffs to kind of coincide with the sponsorship, how FedEx has been so prominent in that regard. So this will become actually a playoff event next year. Yeah, that'll be nice. And there's been a few uh, tweaks to the schedule. We have three co-sanctioned events with the European Tour also. So when the, I believe the Scottish Open is one of them. So when they play the Scottish Open, there'll be FedEx Cup points involved for that. So interesting twist. And, uh, you know, everything's going global, which is great to see. So it's uh, the game of golf just continues to grow. He's Jeff Sherman at Golf Odds on Twitter at Superbook NV, the Superbook at the Westgate. You're coming to Vegas. Consider staying there if you're betting sports, and your jaw will drop when you walk in and see the screens in that beautiful joint. We'll be out there on Friday the 27th for Super Contest Weekend. Jeff, I know you're busy. Greatly appreciate you making time. Say hi to Jay, Ed, Rosemary, Ray, the gang over there. Thanks for doing this. Will do. Thanks, guys. Stepping aside, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. Coming right back. Sirius 204, the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Stevie Slapshot. We're hanging in Vegas. Chris Bavona, our producer. Back in New York, running the show for us. Always appreciate the great work he does. Our number two, Mark Lawrence, will join us from PlaybookSports.com, our weekly college football conference preview. And today, we're talking about the Mountain West. Including those Fresno State Bulldogs. Woohoo! Your Bulldogs. <laughs> your Bulldogs. Yeah, no, good stuff. Kenny White will join us from ThePowerRatings.com tomorrow. Uh, I think Kenny may be swinging by the studio. That'll be good fun. We're getting close in preseason football tomorrow. And we're seeing the Steelers a two-point favorite, and the total is 32-and-a-half. Betting the Steelers and the under. I, you're like, it makes sense. I would say if you were going to bet that game, I'd bet it before it gets to three. The key numbers aren't the key numbers. But you're clearly looking at the quarterback rotation there. Right. For those who don't know, Ben Roethlisberger and Dak Prescott will not play at all in that game. So they're, they're looking at the other quarterbacks there. Now, this one makes sense. Phillip Rivers is like, hey, everybody. But he's, been, he's, got, he's got like 20 kids, doesn't he? He's got an army. Yeah. And I imagine like, I'm ready for some football again. No, but for the Colts, that might be. I mean, the guy's 39. 
He he said he doesn't want to come back at the beginning of the season, so he wouldn't be an option for them now. He, he, That's he, when they need him. Well, he said he wants to, and I'm imagining that one of his kids is in is on this high school team. He says he's really looking forward to coaching this high school team, and then he said he will stay in shape and he'll be ready on the back end of the season if somebody needs him. He didn't say uh, Colts necessarily, but but he's pulling a Roger Clemens. I'm I'm going to play half the year, and that way I'll be fresh for the full you know you know half of the wow. year. He ain't stupid. If he says that, then the Colts come and go, well, we'll give you a boatload more money because we need you at the outset. I mean, what's the point of coming back if if the Colts really stub their toe and, and you're chasing it? Maybe. Or maybe he's serious and, like, Roger, he only wants to play half well, a season because he's, he's fortunate. I mean, yeah, he yeah. doesn't need the no, money. No, no, he's fine. What, what is he now? 30, I think 39. he's 39. Yeah. So... Again, you know, I'm 63. Look, I, I'm just thinking the same. I'm 61. I would love to work half a year. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Would you love to get hit by a 260 no, pound line? Not anymore. Not anymore, buddy. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm afraid of going up and changing the air filters now. The Colts thing is really impactful because that's a really good football team. Yeah. And that's the rub, man. Every year, there's always a team. And it's like, uh-oh. And I, and I hate to say it for Colts fans, probably more to come. And it, you know, yeah. Because it just seems it happens that way. Someone gets bit by a bug, an injury bug, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it has this bizarre snowball effect. I'm not wishing anybody to get hurt, but yeah. th- doesn't that just seem to happen? It does in all sports. I mean, we're, we're seeing it this year in baseball. There are teams this year in baseball where everybody is on the injured list, it feels like, and then there are other teams where nobody is on the injured list. And, and, and it does. It, 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 I've, I've seen it happen in football, basketball, baseball. It, it happens. It's how you deal with it. Uh, one of the very key components in winning a championship is how you deal with injuries. Either your team goes injury-free, and that's a big part of it, or like like the Giants, I, I keep going back to San Francisco Giants, they have had a lot of injuries, Brian, but they have been able to, to plug those holes. And, you know, if depending on how far they go, that, that could be a huge issue, What how they were able to plug those holes in the regular season. So, again, you do a great job with our injury report each and every day. We'll have that for our final segment. We'll head towards the end of hour number one. But you're compiling this information all day long for the work you do for DonBest.com. And I'm curious, with camp and all the stuff that's going on, a lot of the stuff you're trying to get out is pertinent for games that are about to go. But training camp in football, it's critical. Jeff Sherman was just on from the Superbook. They have numbers up for all 18 weeks of the season. You've got odds to win the division, the conference, the Super Bowl. You've got regular season win totals. So, you know, Quentin Nelson, that's no small loss for the Colts. These these injuries that you're compiling in the NFL, I mean, all of a sudden, camp opens. How massively did your routine change? Yeah, it. I got to tell you, in the preseason, most of it you, you kind of throw away, but but you're looking for that for that one nugget. If if you get, you know, two or three offensive linemen on a team that have injuries, that's significant because you you know people want to know if those guys are going to be ready week one. 
Um, if it's just one offensive lineman, not that big of a deal. The, most most teams can 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 fill that hole. Um, there's a lot of you know things that sound scary uh, in the preseason with a wide receiver or defensive back or whatever. Normally, those guys will be will be good to go in week one. But but you do. I've got to sift through all of that and find what's really, really important and make sure that that's known to everybody so that the proper numbers can be put up on the board. The funny thing is, you know this game is going to be god-awful. <laughs> I'm mean, seriously. It will be. Pittsburgh and Dallas is going to be atrocious. I'll yeah. watch. Yeah. Probably have a wager on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, honestly, I would say, seriously, I could see it closing three. I mean, you're betting the Steelers' quarterback rotation. You got Mason Rudolph's been around the block. Haskins is trying to prove something. The one is the Cowboys. I think their coaching staff is really trying to prove something. I would hope so. Uh, they had a god awful season last year, as far as I'm concerned. I don't. I don't know what happened to McCarthy. Hopefully, he gets that thing uh, straightened out. Um, I'll, I'll watch. I don't, it. I'll tell you this. Yeah. Jerry Jones, he don't care about paying some guy for not working. Mm -hmm. He will not tolerate that again. Correct. He won't. You're right. Um, unfortunately, I, I think that's part of the problem with, with the it Cowboys. Is, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. You know, all this falling on the sword and that emotional thing. And and, and then he now finally, oh, yeah, the Jimmy... Johnson thing. Yeah, hello. <laughs> you know, I mean, put your ego in check. Yeah. You're an incredible businessman. He took on the league. Remember? I mean, was it Pepsi, I believe? Yeah. He was the first one. It was Pepsi. I it was Pepsi, yeah. And he's like, told the league, yeah, tough. And, you know, everything the guy touches turns to gold. Mm-hmm. Except get a football guy running the thing. Absolutely. Stop it with the ego. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, Brian. I that that. So if you're that smart a businessman, and you're evaluate evaluating what necessarily hasn't gone right down for a while, mm -hmm. does he not have mirrors in the house? You, you you would think that he could see that, but he goes a funny thing, Brian. It you know it can get in the way, and I, and I'm sure he thinks he's doing right and knows what he's doing. Again, he, as you said, he's been successful in everything else. So I'm sure in his mind he goes, well, why can't I do this? Hey, man, go all the way back. He gives Landry, Tech Shram, gives these guys the boot. Yeah. And he won that PR battle. He being you know, following the guy mm -hmm. is hard to do. Yep. He won that battle. And he they, did. they won championships and great. But that's a long time ago. Absolutely correct. I I, uh, I I remember that press conference and thinking to myself, you guys are blowing up something that that is so good right now. I I just I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that that those two guys would allow that to happen. How do you personally treat preseason football? I mean, I get involved, but I'm not a lunatic about it. You know, I mean couple of things that make sense, quarterback rotations, coaches' track records. Like Baltimore is such an idiot thing. Everybody knows that. But now mm -hmm. Baltimore is a mass unit. Yeah. I, I don't know. 
necessarily how to approach Baltimore here. But I mean, Baltimore's laying two and a half against New Orleans next week, 35 and a half. Well, I got news for you. That number would normally be four and a half, five, five and a half. But Baltimore's got real issues right now from a health perspective. Um, I, I, I agree with all of that. So I, I don't do preseason basically anymore. I used to. There used to be coaches that you could fade, and there used to be coaches that, uh, that you would go with. I don't see that as much anymore. Um, we, we used to put out quarterback rotations uh, at Don Best in the preseason. We don't do that anymore because it, it just – as you have said, these starters are not going to see very much time now. So it, does, it, it that's just a non-factor. I, I, I don't do anything betting-wise with the preseason at all. I watch the games. I, I want to see who gets nicked. If I see that, you know, if I think that's significant, that's part of my job. And then I also watch to see, you know, how these how these backups play, and and whether I think there'll be a factor in that team, um, you know, going forward. I just don't see, after all these years of watching this, that you really take anything out of preseason. And you, you form real strong opinions. I mean, maybe an attitude, a new coach. Maybe, hey, maybe they're going to be a little better, a little quicker than I thought. But personnel-wise, I mean, everything that happens, you have to tra- take with a grain of salt. It's, it's why, Stevie... Analytics to me, you know, it's, I would drink a vodka and Epicac before. And analytics to me doesn't tell you who you're playing against. Correct. You know, it doesn't. Some doesn't measure heart. Right. It doesn't measure. I agree with all that. IQ. You know, I mean, hockey IQ or football IQ. You know, yes, there's a place for it. I, I like again. I like to see how the backups play, particularly on the really good teams, because if they're if they're good, then I know if that team, I don't know, pick a team. Who week eleven, you may need them. Yeah, you feel you have, at least you have a read on maybe the guy that's going to play in week eleven. Correct. So, or, or or if you get an injury or whatever, you you, you don't feel like th- that could be significant to that team because the guy that's going to step in is is pretty close to the guy you lost. So so you would think that that team will now continue on the track it's already on. It's going to be fun to have it back, but it's going to be starting before you know in the blink of an eye. And again, we're going to be over at the Westgate at the Superbook. If you're coming in for Super Contest Weekend, come on by, say hi. It's going to be a fun weekend. Friday we'll do the shows there. Saturday's the golf tournament, and did Jay not say they were giving 10 entries away? I think that's what he said, 10. Yeah. Saturday night. So you come in, you sign up, you get a raffle ticket. Great memorabilia and all kinds of great stuff they give away over there. And it's fun to see everybody before everybody runs to the bunker. <laughs> see him again next year. All right, we're going to step aside. Stevie has the legal pad in front of him, and it looks like his ink has come out of the pen. There's a lot on the injury report. Coming up next. Vegas Sportsbook Radio Series 204 Sports Group Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Back with the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing with the man, Stevie Slapshot. Ready to rock and roll on the injury front. What do you got? In Major League Baseball, Brian, the Milwaukee Brewers have issues. First up, Eric Lauer tested positive. He becomes the seventh player in the Brewers organization to be quarantined. Also for the Brewers, John Axford Elbow. Now out for the season, Brian. They just got him from Toronto. He has one out and he's done. The way he said that, it made it sound like that was his name. <laughs> John Axford Elbow. Okay. For Cincinnati, Nick Castellanos' wrist. According to manager David Bell, could be activated off of the IL and return to the lineup tomorrow. Good news for the Reds. For Minnesota, Josh Donaldson hamstring. I got covered in Not in the lineup today against Cincinnati. That's the fifth straight game that he has missed for Kansas City. Andrew Benintendi, shoulder. Left Tuesday's game. He's questionable tonight versus the White Sox. For Houston, Yuri Gurriel, neck. Missed Tuesday's game. He's questionable tonight versus the Dodgers. For Miami, Jazz Chisholm. Got to be careful with that name. COVID protocols. (laughs) Is out indefinitely. And for San Francisco, Tommy LaStella, hamstring. Sorry, but this... Expected to be activated off of the IL today to strengthen that San Francisco Giants bench. That's it, Brian. Keep you hopping, man. I know. A lot of good stuff. Stevie does a great job in the injury front. Great stuff, Jeff Sherman. Thanks for joining us from the Superbook at the Westgate. Mark Lawrence, PlaybookSports.com, hour number two. Mountain West Conference preview. Stevie's ears are perked up. His alma mater in there. The Bulldogs. Go Dogs. Go Dogs. All right. Coming back with you, a short break. Thanks to Chris Bavona. Thank you, folks, for listening. And we love doing this for you from Las Vegas along the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius 204.